Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in Tuesday edition of the show. Happy New Year. Welcome in to 2024. Great to be with you here in the new year. Hope everybody had a great holiday season. It was good to get a few off days. It was good to watch some great football, especially the games yesterday. Really unbelievable how good some of the football competition was yesterday. The bowl series. Can't wait till the 12-teamer next season. Going to be a lot of fun, but really, really enjoyed both of the semifinal games yesterday. And looking forward to a championship game coming up uh, a week from yesterday. And that will wrap up college football and all the attention We'll be on college basketball. Uh, Of course, it's hard to believe that conference play underway and will be that way the rest of the season. And then we're not terribly far off from March Madness. It is January 2nd. Uh, We are months away from the conclusion of basketball and the NCAA tournament and some of the great times that we have both with high school and college basketball here in the area. But glad to have you with us today. Reminder, if you're new to this show, we do it each weekday live in the 11 a.m. hour, complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. If you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and you will find us there. Most places you listen to podcasts, at least we are available on those services if you search for our show name. Let's look at the lineup today. A service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany, segment one. Here in just a moment, we'll have our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. A little bit later in the show, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join us. We have all sorts of stuff to talk about. IU getting into Big Ten play from a basketball perspective. The non-conference portion of the schedule is now over. Indiana with a 10-3 and record. Uh, and then there's lots of football stuff to get to. A, a good holiday season for Coach Signetti and the IU football Hoosiers as they were able to retain some players, uh, gain some players from the transfer portal, uh, and just a lot of stuff going on with IU football right now that is very positive. And again, some of this is expected with a new coach here in the offseason, a lot of movement, those sorts of things. But uh, it does seem to be an extra good start for Coach Sig and his staff so far. And we'll talk about some of that with Mike Schumann a little bit later in the hour. That's the lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Check them out today for a delicious lunch. Great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily. 
and honey baked ham will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give honey baked ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's Love to hear from you. Uh, love to get your questions, your comments, whatever it may be. Uh, fire them into us, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. couple things I want to mention to you uh, from last night's game. This is interesting. Indiana football in the first season of Coach Signetti is guaranteed to host the defending national champion next season at Memorial Stadium because Indiana and Michigan, Michigan, a longtime member of the Big Ten Conference, uh, Michigan at Memorial Stadium next year. But guess who else in their first year of Big Ten play is scheduled for a game in Bloomington? It's Washington, the Huskies, uh, heading into Memorial Stadium to take on the Hoosiers. So uh, Indiana football, as crazy as it sounds, guaranteed to take on uh, the defending national champion next season, whether it be Michigan or whether it be Washington, we'll find the answer to that next Monday night. Also, Michael Penix Jr., obviously a lot of Indiana fans paying a lot of attention to him. He's had an outstanding year, and you wonder what could have been with Michael Penix and Coach DeBoer and Tom Allen at Indiana. I'm not saying at all that it would be Indiana playing in a national championship, but I do think they would be playing in a big bowl game had Michael Penix stayed and had some of the coaching changes and other things not happened. But in four seasons with Indiana football, hard to believe Michael Penix was there. He only played one time of four opportunities against Michigan. And in that game, he was 30 of 50 for 342 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 38-21 Indiana win. Uh, that was in Bloomington in the COVID season of 2020. So uh, as Michael Penix and Washington get ready to take on Michigan in the national championship game, that was Penix's result uh, against Michigan there in 2020 in Bloomington when he was an Indiana Hoosier. So uh, interesting. Also, another interesting factoid uh, connected to IU football, the national championship game, is obviously Penix at Washington. And then Jack Tuttle, former IU quarterback, who's the backup, the number two at Michigan uh, in the QB spot. They're going to face each other in the national championship game on Monday. So Indiana, I think, was mentioned in both of the semifinal television broadcasts last night. I know I heard one mention. I can't remember. I think that there was a second, or I was told there was a second. But uh, again, kind of interesting um, to uh, to see Indiana's connection to uh, Washington with Penix and obviously Michigan with Tuttle and uh, the national championship game. So just a few interesting facts there as we look at uh, the upcoming national championship game on Monday night. Justin Kalen, I want to bring you in for just a moment. Uh, as we wrapped up the holiday season yesterday, 
what a great way to get back to reality today with work and all the responsibilities of life uh, with two great football games. Those were amazing games that all came down to the last play. They kept you ingrained and golfed all the way through those broadcast uh, outstanding college football playoff semifinal games yesterday. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I unfortunately didn't stay up for the entirety of the second one, the Washington game. Wish I would have. When I woke up this morning, checked the score, I saw, man, maybe I should have stayed up. I think I went to bed. It was like 14-14. It was a heck of a game at that point. I, I really hated missing that one because I was really rooting for Michael Penix. I wanted to see him continue to do well like he's done all year long. And then, of course, Kalen DeBoer as well, who spent some time at Indiana. So there was a lot of Indiana connections in that game. Would have loved to stay up for the long haul and see that one because it seems like it was a phenomenal game. But, yeah, that that Alabama-Michigan game was a lot of fun as well. I don't – I'm not – normally mad big on college football especially this time of the year mainly because indiana is rarely in action around this time of the year so i'm pretty usually checked out with college football at this point but i really did enjoy those games yesterday i i, I was that was must watch tv for me i tell you what i think the 12 team playoff will bring guys like you back in that maybe their team is out their team wasn't great whatever the story was uh how can you not get into a real football playoff that I guess in a small way mimics March Madness for basketball. Will the 12-teamer next year make you focus more on football in early January? Oh, I would think so. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right in saying that. It's not just me, but people like me that have kind of already transitioned to college basketball, I do think the 12-team playoff will bring them back in because it just – it adds an element of excitement. You know, you you mentioned March Madness. It's not going to be March Madness, but it's going to be – similar to March Madness we're gonna get potentially crazy upsets in round one more times than not I think we'll probably get blowouts in round one but the potential's there for upsets and just for things to get a little wonky so yeah I have no doubt that I will be more invested but people like me as well will will be more invested this time next year yeah I agree Justin Kalen producer of this show but great games yesterday now Justin it's Big Ten hoops the rest of the way for Mm -hmm. you and for IU fans, uh, this Indiana team, you haven't had much to say about them lately. How do you sum them up, the basketball side of things, as they get ready for a big January, February, early March run to the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm still at the point where I don't really know what to expect from this team. And Mike Schumann, who you'll have on in the next segment, he actually had a great article I guess this morning he put that out. I was reading into that, and a lot of the metrics defensively, offensively, pace, shooting numbers, shooting percentages, whatever whatever you name, Indiana is around the 100 mark. Their net rankings close to the 100 mark. So there was a lot of good things in that article that kind of made me pause because I was at the point where I'm feeling okay about this team. Mackenzie Mbako, he was my one reservation early in the season, but he's been playing a heck of a lot better lately, asserting himself offensively. So I was to a point where I was feeling better about the team. Then I read that article, and I kind of took a step back, like, oh, Okay, maybe let's let's hold off a little longer, see how this thing pans out. But I, I am excited about Big Ten play, the fact that Indiana's already 2-0, and you've got a winnable game tomorrow in Nebraska. So it gives you an opportunity to, to move to 3-0 and in the conference. So I, I am still – I still have my reservations about this team, mainly due to that article. But I'm, I'm really interested to see where this all goes, Matt. It's, there's no time like the first of the year, first three months of the year with college basketball. 
Yeah, I agree. Justin, stay with me for just a moment. Thornton's text line texture says, and we're getting into high school basketball here for a moment, but thoughts on New Albany Jeff and Floyd Central Corden matchups this weekend, and are you going to broadcast either game? New Albany Jeff, I'm going to take the Red Devils, but this New Albany team is so up and down, and I mean fast. I don't mean up and down as far as wins and losses. They've been up all season long from that standpoint, but they really get up and down the floor. I think Jeff has more talent. I'm still waiting for Jeff to put everything together. It's at New Albany. It's at the doghouse. I'm going to go with Jeff. I think it could be a close game. I think it could be a good game. Uh, you want it to be a good game. These rival games like this, I live for the last second shot, the opportunity to call that on the radio and for fans to experience that. And we hope a sold out or packed environment Friday night at the doghouse. But I would go with Jeff and maybe a close game. And then I think Floyd Central's figured it out a little bit. Um, I'll go with Floyd over Corden. But, Justin, I'm curious, your thoughts specifically on New Albany, Jeff, a big rivalry game, one of the best in the state, and, yes, a game that we will broadcast on Friday night. Yeah, I think ultimately I'd have to end up with you. I, I, I like Jeff in this game, mainly because they struggled at the early part of the year, and you you mentioned their talent. And that was really weird for me because everybody was expecting a great season for Jeff, a great start to the season. That's not how it panned out, and some of that was due to competition. But then they they really have been playing better as of late. I watched that game against Kokomo up in the championship or whatever tournament that was, and they looked good in that game. I, I think they ended up losing by a sizable margin, but they, they showed that they can play with teams like that. So I think ultimately Jeff wins that game. In regards to the Corden floyd Central game, I'll tell you right now, Floyd Central is going to roll. There is not a single team in Harrison County that is any good this year, and Corden is no exception to that. So I don't think Floyd Central is going to have any issues. Okay, good stuff. Justin Kalen, thank you for all you do. We'll catch up with you here very soon. Of course. Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, thank you. A couple of notes. Uh, Malik Renew, obviously the big 34-point game. He was outstanding against Kennesaw State as Indiana completes non-conference play with a 10-3 and record. We'll talk more about Malik today, but he really, I don't want to say had a breakout game because he's hes had some big games, but he was really outstanding uh, in that game, helping lead Indiana in a fairly close game, helping lead Indiana uh, to a victory in that contest. And, you know, we talk a lot about a guy or a Twitter account uh, under the name Trilly Donovan. Uh, don't know who it is, but the guy seems to be pretty, I, I say guy, the person, the account seems to be pretty on when it comes to predicting recruiting uh, involvements or maybe uh, predictions on who ultimately lands somebody. And I think he's went with Indiana as far as Derek Queen goes for, for whatever that's worth to you. But he did put out a, a story or an article about, and this is just kind of general knowledge, I guess, but uh, kind of looking at some of the coaches in college basketball that are most on the hot seat as we get into the month of January and we start talking about conference play and college hoops across the country. And from the Big Ten Conference, Jawan Howard of Michigan, uh, his name on that list, and also Ben Johnson of Minnesota. So two names from the Big Ten Conference where 
potentially there could be um, changes here in the offseason, just potentially just just thoughts there. Uh, also, Kenny Payne right at the top of the list from Louisville. Uh, looks like Coach Payne is going to continue to make it through the new year, at least for now, through the season. But uh, obviously, I think most people do not expect him to be back at the conclusion of the 23-24 college basketball season that's look at our headlines for this tuesday edition of the show i'm going to be off a day all week because of uh, monday being the new year holiday but so glad to be with you here in 2024 yes we will have the new albany jeffersonville game friday night 7:10 is when our pregame coverage will begin and tip off in that big rivalry game is set for 7 30 p.m on Friday night at the New Albany Doghouse. So should be a lot of fun. Um, thanks, Texter, for the question. Uh, I do have to go with Jeffersonville, but I do think there's a potential for the game to be very close and a great game for fans to take in. And it's a big Hoosier Hills Conference game. It's a big 4A Seymour sectional preview game potentially as well when you think about the Red Devils who I think most have marked and I, I've said it back in the summer uh, the favorite for that sectional as far as talent on paper goes uh, it could be a rematch in Seymour just a few months from now with all the marbles on the line in the postseason we'll head to a break we're back with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier we'll get into lots of IU basketball stuff we'll get into IU football as well so stay with us for that here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Tuesday show. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, my guest, the Thornton's text line. Always open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450 if you have a question on IU basketball, football, whatever it may be for Mike Schumann, now's a good time to send it into the show. Uh, Mike, let's quickly go through the semifinal games yesterday. As I said in the first segment, I thought they were outstanding games, a lot of fun. What a way to spend New Year's Day watching some great college football. But it's amazing all the connections Indiana has to the national championship game now that we know it's going to be Washington led by Michael Penix and Michigan of the Big Ten Conference. Uh, Indiana's going to host uh, those schools at Memorial Stadium next year. Jack Tuttle's the backup QB for the Wolverines. And Michael Penix, my goodness, what a season for him. Lots of connections between the head coach and Penix to IU football. But Michael Penix has been outstanding here for Washington this season. Yeah, he, he absolutely has. And it's at least, at least for me, I don't know how everybody feels, but when I watch him play, I find it impossible not to, to root for him. I mean, he's a really nice young man always had really positive interactions with him with with the media um uh, just you know everybody knows his story about all the the bad luck he had at indiana with injuries so to you know i i understand for for iu fans that it's frustrating to 
see it all come together in a different uniform, but at the same time, it is nice to see it all come together for him. Um, you could see dur- during his 2019 and 2020 seasons, especially the, the potential, um, you know, we, you could see little bits and pieces of it. And at times a lot more than that at IU, but just see it on a consistent basis with, you know, a little bit more protection, a little bit more talent around him and, you know, playing with Kalen DeBoer, which, I think is an important part of this as well. Um, it's clearly just all come together and to think that we are one quarterback injury away from seeing Jack Tuttle and Michael Penix go head to head in a national championship game is just kind of mind blowing actually. Oh, no question. Um, Michigan, Washington, early prediction, early thoughts on the national championship game next Monday. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be a lot like those two games we saw yesterday. Um, you know, I, I love the thought of the matchup of Phoenix going against that Michigan defense. I mean, that that's to me, that's the whole game, really. Um, Phoenix is going to have to produce points because I think the Washington defense, especially their their pass defense, is, is a little bit vulnerable. So you, you expect Michigan to be able to, to put up points, and it's just a question of, you know, that Penix versus Michigan matchup, how, how can he do? Um, there's there's no reason to doubt him at this point, but that's probably going to be the, the toughest defense he's faced all year. So it'll be definitely be a fun one to watch, I, you know. I'm terrible at predictions for that kind of stuff, but I, I would expect we're going to see another really entertaining game. I saw an interesting social media question. I don't know where it was at or what spurred the question, but what happens first, a IU basketball return to the uh, Final Four in hoops or IU football under a new head coach make a 12-team expanded football playoff? Where Where would you be at? I know where I'm at, Mike. Yeah, I, I saw that last week as well, and I thought that was a great question. You know, anytime you don't instinctively, at least I didn't instinctively say, say to myself, oh, yeah, I know it's got to be this. Um, I, I think you, you've landed on a great question, but if, if pressed on it, I, I would have to say Indiana basketball making a Final Four um, just because they're, they're closer right now. Um, they, they've been closer for, for quite some time, although – you know, one one could push back on that and say IU football was much closer in in 2020 than, than IU basketball has been any time. Um, but just from an overall talent uh, acquisition and, and um, things like that, I, I think IU basketball is closer at the moment. But there, but there's that great unknown with where, in fact, IU football is right now um, because of, because of the new head coach because there's such an overhaul of the roster and because Kurt Signetti has won very quickly everywhere he's gone. Um, saying all that, it's a lot to expect a leap all the way to the CFP, even though it's expanding to 12 teams. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a great question is, is the bottom line where I'm at with it. Mike Schumann, the daily Hoosier, my guest, you can read Mike's work, the daily also at daily underscore Hoosier on social media. He's a great follow there as well. Uh, it's a new year, the start of 2024. So let's talk about maybe some new year resolutions for IU basketball as big 10 play is ready to restart for the remainder of the season. What's the number one resolution this team needs to be strong on headed into games starting this week. 
they got to figure out their perimeter defense. I mean, to me, that is the most concerning part about this team. Um, you know, I think they, they've established an identity. Uh, you know, some fans may not like it, but they've established identi- an identity as a uh, post-offense, an inside-out offense. They've got, um, you know, two really strong talents in there, in Malik Renew and Khalil Ware who can dominate games at time and who really bring a different element that we haven't seen with two big men who have shown the ability, you know, not, not on a great volume or anything like that, but have shown the ability to step out and, and shoot threes and really stretch the floor and, and allow more spacing for, you know, driving guards like Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway. So it's a different look and you can really see the potential there, but I'm, I'm just much more concerned about, what's going on with the defense and especially the, the perimeter defense. They, this is just a team that just does not seem to communicate well on switches. It does not seem to uh, have good awareness uh, with, with movement from the offense that, you know, there, there's a lot of overhelping, I would say. Um, and, you know, just a, just a number of issues. I think after the uh, Auburn game, Woodson said there was more than 40 defensive mistakes. And I think it was a lot of that kind of stuff. That, that leads to a lot of open three-pointers, and it creates the potential that they can get blown out of a lot of games against good shooting teams. Um, everybody knows at this point they've escaped a lot of the games against mid-majors, and, and you're not you're just not going to escape those games against better teams. So that that is by far and away uh, what they've got to get figured out here as we resume action tomorrow night. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, IU basketball. Let's talk about that game tomorrow night with Nebraska. Um, it's a very winnable game on paper, at least, for this Indiana team to start the new year. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I think this is probably the best team that uh, Fred Hoiberg has had in, in Lincoln, but but they're not. They're certainly not world beaters. They're, they're certainly not impossible to beat, and they've got a, a little bit of a health issue that's going to be interesting. Uh, at least I haven't heard uh, Rink Mast, who's a 6'10 guy who's averaging nearly a double-double, uh, would be really important for them in terms of contending with, with wear and renew. Um, he had some sort of procedure, and the latest I knew was he was questionable for this game, um, probably leaning towards not being available, but I think it's one of those things we're not going to know until tomorrow night. Uh, so, so I think that's a major factor to keep an eye on because uh, I think Nebraska is going to come into the game very undersized if he's not available. But they're still they're still very good uh, relative to what they've been in the past, led by Casey Tamanaga, uh, who, who hasn't shot the ball nearly as well as he did last year, but he's very dangerous. And going back to that that point about Indiana's perimeter defense, uh, guys like him, guys like Jawan Gary, Bryce Williams, they've got a number of guys who are kind of shooting in that, you know, mid 30% range who can get hot. We've seen this all year with Indiana where guys who aren't having the greatest shooting season find a hot hand against IU when, when they see some, maybe some open space that they haven't grown accustomed to over the course of the year. So, I think that earlier point about perimeter defense is going to be at a premium tomorrow night, especially if they don't have the big man there to, to feed and they're really kind of going five out and really trying to expose Indiana's weakness. 
Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, talking IU basketball here to be to uh, in our segment. We'll get to some football stuff in just a moment, but you know, Mike, looking at the IU schedule to start the new year, obviously we we've kind of got a read on the Nebraska game tomorrow, but uh, there are some challenges for this Indiana team in a big way to start off conference play they they're going to go through a run of it coming up but nebraska on the road back at home to take on ohio state this saturday then rutgers on the road minnesota at home then a big game with purdue in bloomington followed by a trip to washington that takes us through january 19th so a very interesting start to the big 10 conference there are some winnable games for sure nebraska minnesota those games uh, stand out as games i think indiana really needs to to nab but uh, there are some tough ones here early that could help shape the beginning of conference play for the hoosier yeah and it's you know it's interesting we we kind of lose track of the fact that indiana is currently 2-0 and in, in first place in the big 10 it's very early obviously and Stuff like that doesn't matter too much, but this is a team that has at least already picked up a road win. Um, I believe it's the first time they started 2-0 in the league going back to the 17-18 season. So, so you know, while some of those non-con games didn't go the way they wanted, they, they've at least set themselves up with a nice start in the Big Ten. And if you look at these next four, um, they're all clearly in the winnable category. Um, you know, what we already talked about at Nebraska, certainly difficult, but also certainly winnable. Ohio State at home, kind of the same as is at Rutgers, who I would say is down this year, um, although IU has struggled mightily there in Piscataway, so that's going to be a challenge. But um, no no reason why they couldn't go out there and win that game if they're playing to their potential. And at home against Minnesota, you would expect them to win. So there's an outside shot uh, that they could start begin play six and zero going into that Purdue game, which would be quite a story. I think at that point you'd be talking about IU probably kind of leaning their way into the rankings and things of that nature, which would just make that game even bigger uh, if Purdue's able to hold on and still be number one at that point. So. Um, you know, I think, that, and it just kind of goes to, to a larger story that the Big Ten is really not uh, that great this year. I mean, I think, you know, Wisconsin's good, um, always hard to beat because of the, the way they play. Illinois obviously has the issue with Terrence Shannon that has completely changed their outlook. They were kind of, kind of working their way towards that number two line in the league, at least in my opinion, but that that change with Shannon, at least as, as long as that goes on, is going to obviously change their outlook. And Michigan State just hasn't played to their potential really yet. So, uh, I mean, you you look up and down their complete schedule. Purdue is the only game you look at and think, man, that's that's going to be a really tough game. And I, and I keep telling people that I like the way Indiana matches up with Purdue if they're healthy. Like, I, you know, I feel like you got to have size to contend with ED. Um, I mean, obviously nobody has Zach Eady size, but Indiana can throw a lot of size at him. And you got to have big physical guards to contend with Smith and Lawyer. And, and I think Indiana has both of those if they're healthy uh, with Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway. So uh, just looking up and down the schedule, I, I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of this Big Ten slate because I think Indiana has a chance to be competitive. 
Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Let's get into some football stuff. It's generally been really good news for Coach Signetti and the Hoosiers since he's been in Bloomington. Uh, you had a report based on a tweet from Philip Dunman, uh, or I think I mispronounced his name. Is it Dunham? Am I saying Dunham, that right? Yeah. Okay, but he was going to come back to Indiana. He was going to pull out of the transfer portal uh, and come to the Hoosiers uh, under Coach Signetti. But I guess that original tweet he put out, uh, that it w- is not correct. It's kind of a confusing situation. What's the story on that, Mike? Yeah, the, the, the story is basically just a misunderstanding in terms of uh, what was available to Dunham in terms of being able to come back. Um, I think that, that's one of the strange little quirks of the, the transfer portal that I think even some players don't appreciate is like, w- once you put your name in, it's not just you that can transfer. It's the, the staff that can move on and basically say, okay, you put your name in your, your spot to come back is no longer available. So at some, at some level there between the player and the staff that there wasn't communication in terms of, you know, whether or not there was a spot for him to come back. And I think he just assumed that spot was there incorrectly and was quickly informed after that tweet that that wasn't the case. So just a unique uh, situation that kind of quickly and publicly flushed itself out yesterday. Mike, have there been any other departures or are there any other names that are potential uh, in the portal that Indiana uh, you think would like to get back? Uh, have there been any losses uh, from the roster last year, key losses uh, for Coach Signetti? Because there's been a lot of good news. We focused on that. We focused on some of the players he's gotten from the portal and, and obviously from recruiting as well. But has Indiana really lost anybody that's key for next season? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the two positions where I feel like they – they've lost the most our offensive line where at one point they had uh, their entire offensive line was, was in the portal and they've, they've got two of those guys to come back and Carter Smith and Mike Kadick. Uh, but the other three Carpenter Benson and uh, Bedford have all transferred out. So, so there's some serious overhaul there. If nothing else, they did retain, uh, Bob had the position coach there, which he was the only position coach that they retained. So I think that says a lot about what Chris Signetti thinks about him. But then they've also added, you know, two starting offensive linemen from James Madison, a offensive lineman from Wisconsin who was a former like, top ten high school recruit who also had starting experience at Wisconsin. And uh, and they've got some other guys coming back with some starting experience from other spots. So I don't know at the end of the day if that's a, a major area of concern, more so than it's just a, a major area of change. I think the position that's really still wide open and kind of ties into Philip Dunham is safety. Um, they, they lost him. He was a starter last year at, at strong safety. Lewis Moore was the starter at free safety. And they really haven't brought anybody in to replace those guys. Um, they, they do have uh, several players coming back, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they still add, add a safety or two uh, here, here before they ended the uh, going into you know January workouts and whatnot. I mean, the, the thing can technically go on all the way through spring practice. There's a, today is the last day of the. When players can enter the portal, 
in January, but there's a second portal period, May 1st to 15th, kind of after spring practice, after everybody gets to see kind of where they're standing on the depth chart is after spring practice. So there's still a lot to play out, but if I look up and down the roster and I think, man, how exactly is that going to play out? I'm not really sure. Safety is the position that is probably most concerning to me right now. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Mike got a text here. Uh, Ask Mike about Derek Queen. Any thoughts on Queen? There's people that think maybe Indiana could nab him in the next couple of weeks. What's a timeline for his decision? Do we know? And where do you think Indiana stands? Yeah, a lot of people have written and speculated that, that he's going to announce at the uh, what's called the Hoop Hall, uh, an ESPN televised tournament of some of the top high school programs. I, I believe it's here in two weeks. Uh, so so that is kind of the timing that, that most people think is going to happen, although I don't think he's publicly come out and said he's going to announce uh, in, in a couple of weeks, so that may or may not end up being the case. Kind of like the same way with Liam McNeely. I don't, I don't think he ever came out and said he was going to make an announcement on ESPN at halftime of the game, but... but you know, there was a lot of speculation that that would be the case, and it ended up being the case. So that, that's the best guess right now. And, and it seems to be down to Indiana and Maryland. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of people in my ear a month ago saying, you know, something happened. Indiana's, you know, really positions very strong here. Um, but at the same time, you know, he took a visit to Maryland for a basketball game just a couple of days ago. So, um I wouldn't think you'd do that unless you were still at least considering them as an option. I, I would put Indiana as the favorite right now. If there's probably anything working against Indiana, it's just that, you know, you would expect, even, even though he's on a really nice trajectory right now, you would expect Malik Renew to be back next year. And would that give a player like Queen Paws to, uh, kind of look at IU's roster next year and wonder, you know, how exactly he's going to fit in. Could he start alongside Renew, things like that. But um, if pressed at the moment, I would say Indiana's a slight favorite to land Derek Queen at this point. Good stuff, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Mike, happy new year. Thanks, as always, for your time on Tuesdays, and we'll talk with you next week. Okay, Matt. Happy new year. And uh, thedailyhoosier.com, at daily underscore Hoosier on social media. You can follow Mike at the Daily Hoosier for all sorts of basketball, football, and really a lot more when it comes to IU athletics for Mike Schumann and his team. Uh, We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with a final segment here to wrap up our first show of the new year. We're going to talk some about Trace Jackson Davis and OG Ananobi. Also, we'll look at high school basketball for the weekend coming up, including a big game tonight, Providence at Southwestern Hanover tonight. That's a game with some potential sectional feel to it for down the line. So stay with us here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. 
Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Tuesday edition of the program. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line number. A couple NBA notes related to Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis, who had an outstanding holiday season with the Warriors in Golden State. I noticed that uh, I think for Golden State's last game of the year, he got the start. So he has worked his way into the starting lineup, at least for that game for the Warriors. So, boy, he looks to have really set the tone uh, for his NBA career in his freshman season with the Warriors. It really has worked out nicely for him. And the Toronto Raptors and the New York Knicks have come to an agreement that is going to send former IU player OG Ananobi from the Raptors to the Knicks for a package that includes R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and future draft considerations, according to ESPN. That came out oh, a day or so before the new year as well. So Ananobi, who had some really good years for the Raptors, uh, headed to the Knicks. We'll see now what he can do in a new home, what his position, what his role looks like there. But we'll be interested to see Ananobi and the Knicks here moving forward. A couple other things. Actually, Justin said OG played last night. Is that for the Knicks, right, Justin? Uh, uh, yeah, he did. He played actually pretty well as well. 17 points, six rebounds for OG last night. So, yeah, good debut for him. I think the trade was reported uh, in the afternoon of December 30th, and on the evening of January 1st, you're already in your new city playing for your new team. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. But he made it work. Not Nice showing for him, so. For sure. will be interesting to follow OG in New York with the Knicks for sure playing at the Madison Square Garden. Always wanted to see the garden for a game. I've been there when there's not been a game, but uh, maybe that's a good reason to go to New York City and see OG Ananobi and the Knicks play uh, in the famed Madison Square Garden. High school basketball this weekend. Obviously, the big game is New Albany uh, and Jeffersonville. It's the rivalry game that is talked about across the state of Indiana, but some other really good games coming up this week uh, weekend as well. I mentioned tonight it really gets started with uh, Providence as they head to Southwestern Hanover uh, for a game against a good Southwestern team. That's been a great battle in the postseason the last few years. Southwestern is 10-1 and on the season. Providence 8-1 and on the season coming off of a Silver Creek Holiday Tournament championship at the end of the year last year. Noah Lovin, uh, MVP for Providence a real battle between the host Dragons and the Pioneers in that Silver Creek Holiday Tournament Championship game. But Providence turns right around tonight with another big challenge, and that's all in advance of a Friday game at Clarksville, which the generals are better. Uh, Levi Carmichael doing a good job with them, filling in as the coach here on an interim basis. Uh, it's a town championship game Friday for Clarksville and Providence. So a big week for Providence coming off of that Silver Creek Holiday Tournament Championship. Uh, they've got two important games coming up this week, and that doesn't even include their Saturday game, which is when the Pioneers host Indianapolis Cathedral. So uh, you talk about a challenge week. My goodness, Southwestern on Tuesday, town championship bragging rights on the line Friday in the town championship contest against Clarksville, and then Indianapolis Cathedral coming to town on Saturday. Cathedral 8-0 heading into this week as well. So uh, this Providence team, they are 
willing to take on all comers uh, as they uh, try to gear up here for the final few months of the season and uh, see what type of postseason success they can have this year. Also coming up uh, this week, let's look at some other games here in the area. Christian Academy, they will take on Silver Creek this weekend. That's going to be an interesting game. Uh, In fact, uh, the Christian Academy team, they've got Bloomfield uh, at Oakland City coming up this weekend as well. 1A game, a battle of some really good 1A teams that have their sights set on postseason basketball for sure. But just a number of good games. Floyd Central, Corden, I think the Highlanders can win that one. Uh, Henryville in action. They play at Medora and Trinity Lutheran this weekend. Obviously, Jeff, New Albany, we know where things stand for that one. But Jeff takes on Brownstown on Saturday. So they have a huge back-to-back weekend of games. Also, New Washington, a conference game with Borden on Friday. Then they play Henryville, or excuse me, they play Clarksville on Saturday. And uh, Rock Creek, they are off this weekend, but they play at Corden on Wednesday night. Silver Creek, they play at Eastern Pekin on January 5th. Uh, That's what the week looks like for the Dragons, and that's a quick rundown of high school basketball this week. Really looking forward to some of these rival games we have coming up here over the next few weeks with New Albany, Jeff, New uh, Floyd, uh, Jeffersonville, Providence, Jeffersonville, all those games still ahead here coming up in the month of January. That's going to wrap things up for our Tuesday show. Again, Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining us. If you miss our live program, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You should find us just about anywhere that podcasts are available. And hopefully you're able to join us live and participate in the show. Join the text line uh, brought to you by Thornton's each day here on the show, 11 a.m. on the Big X. Have a great Tuesday. Happy New Year. Back with you Wednesday here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.